Good morning, everyone. It is the 30th of May. My name is Lorna Denny, and I'm joined today by Seamus Lyons and Alex Byrne. Last week, oil broke out of its recent trading range, moving towards $120 a barrel, prompting demands from G7 energy ministers for OPEC to pump more oil. US equity markets pulled out of their losing streak following seven consecutive weeks of drawdowns, and the minutes of the Fed's May meeting were carefully dissected. Perhaps a little more hawkish, Seamus, but not too much. Good morning, Lorna. Yes, so maybe just starting with market, the S&P 500 index and the Nasdaq, they both gained on the week. So they broke that seven weeks losing streak and every sector in the market advanced, led by consumer discretionary and energy stocks. So strong week for markets. But the main news probably was on the Fed and the minutes from their May meeting. This contained few surprises. All members voiced support for a 50 basis points increase and also at the coming meetings as well to similar effect. And overall, the tone of the minutes, I suppose, were quite hawkish. But you know, no more hawkish than they had been in recent kind of Fed speak or other kind of times that they've spoken to the press. So, yeah, that was probably the main news in the week. And the Fed spoke of moving rates to more neutral level later on in the year. What do they mean by neutral in this context? So markets are currently pricing in uh, or they see the Fed moving their policy rate towards 2.75, maybe even three by the end of the year. And this is consistent with where many see central bankers as the neutral rate. And the neutral rate is something that neither inhibits nor stimulates economic growth. So the main worry for markets right now is that if they over tighten, you won't be able to generate the soft landing that central banks are talking about for the economy into a recession. But, you know, at the same time, right, you've had statements coming out saying that they're prepared to go beyond that as well. And also another number that came out in the week was the PCE, so the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index. And this is something the Fed focused on quite a lot in terms of measures for inflation, you know, and eased slightly. So the analyzed figure came from 5.2 in March and now down to 4.9. It's slightly lower, but at the same time, it's not moderating at a very significant pace either. So you do have these pressures as well on the Fed that potentially, you know, require them to move their neutral rate a little bit higher. Yes, it's interesting you mentioned recession there because fears over recession, possibly moving even ahead of concerns over inflation now. Do you believe the Fed will follow through then on this target of neutral rates? I think the worry might be that they might even go further because, you know, so as I mentioned a minute ago, there's a number of statements in the minutes which indicated that they're prepared to go above and beyond what's required. Their key worry right now is inflation, so they'll do what's necessary. And if that means moving rates above the neutral rate for a short term period, it may be possible. Powell came out and he did an interview with the Wall Street Journal last week, he said it would take clear and convincing evidence that inflation was coming down to the Fed's 2% target before the rate increases would stop. So they are kind of clearly coming out that they will continue to raise rates until they get this inflation issue under control. Yes, it's an interesting situation. The Fed also confirmed that they will start to shrink their balance sheet, which could tighten monetary conditions even further. But the US Treasury bond yield seemed fairly complacent, though. Yeah, so on the balance sheet issue, the stated plan as it came out was they'll allow a capped level of proceeds to roll off each month. So this would you know, amount to about 95 billion of balance sheet reduction by August. So this would be made up 60 billion worth of treasuries, 35 billion worth of mortgages. They've also indicated they're looking at the outright sale of mortgage-backed securities. But again, they give good notices in time. So, you know, this came out and yields didn't move dramatically on the week. So they're kind of holding around 275, 280. You know, it's kind of indicating that the market's maybe less convinced by the Fed's interest rate path for 2022. As I mentioned a minute ago as well, some of the other data out in the week, the inflation figures, uh, some of the growth figures, they're not altogether supporting either. So it's a lot of mixed data out there. So yields are kind of being impacted also by other things at the moment. So it's hard to tell exactly what the market's making of all of this. 
Yes, indeed. And Alex, over in China, we had a sharp fall in the industrial profits number for April. Morning, Lorna. That's right. Industrial profits fell 8.5% from a year earlier. This is the most significant fall in more than the two years since the outbreak of COVID. The significant impact being had on all industries from China's lockdown and other stringent antivirus methods can be seen in squeezed profit margins from disrupted factory activity. The severity of this being shown as the number swung from a 12.2% gain in March. Shanghai, a city which has recently been locked down, saw its industrial output crater 62% in April. Chinese Premier and Head of Government Li Keqiang recognised this weakness and the impact being worse than the initial outbreak of 2020, leading to the extraordinary step of describing that China would struggle to hit its ironclad growth target of 5.5% this year, given this impact. We see the potential for further support and loosening for industry as likely alongside that which has already occurred. And the Chinese tech sector enjoyed a long overdue bounce. Yeah, that's right. After a tough time for the sector following regulatory clampdowns last year and the global tech and growth sell-off this year, Chinese tech firms rose significantly against trend last week. This is in no short part thanks to the strong earnings beat from China's largest index company, Alibaba, beating earning estimates despite these widespread lockdowns. The beat boosted sentiment and drove the entire sector higher as anticipation over the sector's ability to better weather the current economic situation improves. Yes, and in spite of the Memorial Day holiday, it looks like a busy week ahead for US data, Seamus. Uh, yes, so at the end of the week, so on Friday, we have the main on-farm payrolls. So the expectations there are for about 359,000 jobs to be added. Slightly lower than the April number, which was around 428,000. So this always gets a lot of attention. The tight labour market is keeping up with pressure on wage earnings. And so here, again, this is the part that the market fixates on quite a lot at the moment. So they're looking for another solid gain in the wage inflation. So a move about 40 basis points on the month or 5.3 annualised. That is down from 5 5.5 in April, but still is you know a reasonably elevated number in terms of wage inflation because this is something that a lot of corporates mentioned in their recent kind of quarterly earnings updates. You know, rising costs both in terms of input costs, but also in terms of wage costs, and so it's a figure that's important to the Fed and to the market because you know remember that obviously as well as targeting employment is very important for them, but inflation is a key issue right now. So that's going to be probably the key data point in the week. There's a few others in terms of PMIs and forward-looking indicators as well, which are important. But again, as always, it's probably the main one on the month. And the Fed will finally embark on this reduction of its balance sheet at the beginning of June, which is, of course, this week. And we're going to monitor how that QT, with the T being tightening, how that goes over the coming months. What's on your radar, Alex? This week in Europe, we have the Eurozone CPI, which is expected to come in at 7.6, another record high, versus 7.4 last month. Thank you both very much indeed. Thank you, Lorna. Thank you, Lorna.